This podcast is brought to you by Blackbee Ministries International. To find out more, visit blackbee.org. Well, thank you again for joining us for the Richard Blackaby Leadership Podcast. My name is Sam, and I am uh, joined to have the pleasure to sit across from uh, Richard. Undeserved pleasure. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. So have you gotten all your Christmas shopping done, Sam? You know, uh, I have. I I finished it all about the first week of December, uh, believe it or not. Wow. Um, You know, uh, we, we try to be pretty diligent, you know, Black Friday sales or cyber monday or whatever good for you uh, if we we look at that and then uh, you know it's just nice to have it all done and then just really soak in the uh christmas season and not have to worry about uh, no, I am tracking now, down that thing at some store that's crowded and uh, i rely upon uh, your wife and uh, a daughter-in-law to help me shop for my wife my, my wife does all the shopping for everybody except for her and mm-hmm. I, I only have one person to shop for and yeah, that one person. It's a little embarrassing. My wife shops for my parents for me, does all that, <laughs> and yet my travel schedule, I always think as soon as I'm home very long, I'll figure that out, and I don't think I'm I'm gone the next two weeks here. I'm, it's uh, right up until Christmas, I think, I'm on the road, so I uh, I need to talk to your wife soon about that. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it's, uh, it's something that uh, kind of sneaks up on you. We're not far away from Christmas now, no, just a, about a week, a, week out, a, yeah. a week away. So uh, we hope that uh, that your Christmas season is is filled with joy uh, as yeah. you as you listen in. And today, I you know we're we're kind of following along uh, sort of the same track as we did last week, mm-hmm. uh, sticking with the uh, the divine theme. And today we're looking at divine divine appointments. Yeah. And uh, maybe first of all, how would you how would you differentiate this from what we looked at last week with divine uh, connections. Yeah, last week we talked about divine connections, which are just people that God has placed in your life as a resource to you. Yeah. Uh, uh, they ha- they know something, they, they have the ability to do certain things that uh, that you need. They, they may have the answer to your problems right. uh, that you're facing at some point. And so we encouraged you last week just to build up a network of such people um, so that you could be of help to them and they could be of help to you. But... Um, but it, not to be a lone ranger where right. you, you have to, you feel the need just to solve every problem on your own. And uh, you limit your leadership just to what you know and what you can do, uh, which, which certainly puts all kinds of limitations on you. But today I want to talk about divine appointments, which is uh, more so recognizing day by day encounters that are God initiated. That, hmm. that are the activity of God. And we've talked a bit about this when we've talked about experiencing God in the past. Yeah. But, you know, one of the most beloved stories, perhaps in the Gospels, is found in Luke 19, uh, verses 1 to 10. And that's, of course, the great story of Zacchaeus. Uh, Jesus is walking through Jericho, and um, and he encounters the chief tax collector, someone that uh, people all hated. He's uh, so, so small of stature that Zacchaeus has to run ahead and climb up in a tree just mm-hmm. to see Jesus pass. And there in that crowded city, all these people clamoring uh, to, for Jesus' attention. And yet he notices this diminutive uh, tax collector up in a tree. And he stops, looks up at him in the tree, and urges him to come down right away. He says, I must, uh, I must spend time with you. I must have lunch with you at your house today. Uh, it's one of the favorite children's stories. Uh, we, most people know the story of Zacchaeus. And yet the interesting thing about that story is it, it's, it's an interruption. Hmm. In that day, 
Jesus is simply passing through Jericho. He, he, he's just trying to get to Jerusalem. And from Jericho to Jerusalem is almost all uphill. He's got to walk uphill all the way to Jerusalem. That's where his divine appointment is. That's where the cross is waiting for him right. a, week, a week out. And, uh, and so he just needs to try to get through Jericho and try to avoid rush hour. Uh, <laughs> so he's not delayed there any longer than necessary. And so and, and in the midst of uh, passing through a city, one of the most beloved stories in Jesus' entire ministry occurs. Uh, it, it looks like an accident. looks like an interruption. Right. And yet you look back later and say, well, at least on that day, that may well have been the most impactful thing that he did that whole day. And so my question uh, for us is, would you recognize in the midst of your busy day, you may have two dozen different things on your to-do list today. You may have several meetings. You've got some phone calls you need to make. Uh, you've got all kinds of things you need to address, emails to answer. Yeah. But in the midst of all those things, can you tell the difference between an interruption and a divine appointment? Uh, someone who just sticks their head in the door and has a problem, as opposed to someone else who you pass in the hallway and you all of a sudden sense God saying, um, hey, I want you to spend some time here. And uh, as, a, as a Christian, do you, do you recognize the promptings of God when the Spirit of God in that still small voice just says, I know you've got a bunch on your plate today, but take a little more time with this person? Yeah, so this is something, uh, a great reminder for me who, who would rather work on... Um, projects that uh, involve less people <laughs> and uh, would uh, would rather just kind of lock myself in my office, get the stuff done, and is annoyed when people call or uh, annoyed when, when, you know, these interruptions happen to my day and it breaks my concentration and I just can't get... Because in my mind, I always fix the... the the work as the thing that has to get done. And yeah. uh, so this is a good reminder. And, and so... For myself and those listening, um, what are some ways that we can be sure that, that we're not being like me and focusing too much on the work and not enough on actually recognizing when God has placed an individual that looks like a distraction or an interruption uh, into our day? And, uh, and that is actually the thing that we need to do. So how do we, how do we navigate that? Yeah, because, I mean, it doesn't mean that you don't get tasks done. You know, I've, right. right now, for instance, I've got some writing projects I'm way behind on, and I'm... Uh, well, I'm, as you know, I've got some video projects. Yeah, you I'm do. Also yeah I, mean, I was going to ask you about those. <laughs> <laughs> I was hoping you would uh, But, yeah, I, you know, I, there's times where I'm, especially with, because I travel a lot. Boy, I tell you what, when I get, when I'm home in the office, uh, sitting there at my computer... And I've got all day just to work on some writing or get caught up on some some study or some things I need to do for some talks and are upcoming. Uh, I I, I want to just be left alone. I don't right. I, I don't want any interruptions, and I, I want to just have some several hours in a row just to to crank out a bunch of stuff I really need to put together. Uh, you know, it's interesting. Um, just a, a week or so ago, I I was home for a day, and I'm. I'm, I, I got to put a bunch of sermons together, talks I'm going to be presenting. I've got this writing pro, two writing projects that are way behind. And so I'm just cranking stuff out. And all of a sudden, um, I just feel, I, I feel like the spirit of God just brings a, a friend of mine to mind. And he's a guy that I work with, uh, quite often. 
uh, working and work with uh, Christian CEOs. And uh, and the last time I saw him, uh, he had just shared with me just a concern about uh, his health, his rest. He just had a really stressful uh, fall and just really needed some time to catch his breath. And so I told him I'd be praying for him, and I had been. But I hadn't seen him in a, a couple of weeks. And, uh, and you know, sometimes that's when you want to be sensitive to when the spirit of God just brings someone to your attention, to your Mm. mind. Uh, Sometimes there's nothing to it, but I really felt like, you know what? I told him I'd, I'd be praying for him. I have been, I should get I should get a follow up. And so I just took a moment. I just fired off an email. I said, Hey, listen, last time I saw you, I told you I'd be praying for your health. And I, I, how are you doing? I'm just concerned about you. God put you on my heart today. And just wondering what's, what's an update. Have you had time just to take care of yourself? I just feel like you were, you know, really, really run hard and, and just concerned about how you're doing. Well, I get this email back not long afterward. And in the two to three weeks that I, since I'd seen him, he was diagnosed with cancer and had already undergone surgery to uh, remove, uh, this cancer. And, uh, and it looks like they, they got it all and that, it you know, he's got some follow-up uh, surgery and things that they'll be doing just to clean everything up. But uh, it was interesting. He just, he emailed back and he gave me a, a full report and he said, wow, just so meaningful that you would just out of the blue message me because in this last week, it's been one of the most trying medical health uh, times I've had. Wow. And uh, your pray- the fact that you've been praying for me, not even knowing all I was going through, and the fact you'd check on me on this day is just so impactful. And, uh, and I, you know, you, w- when, you, when you get those kind of messages back, you can't help but just think to yourself, wow, I'm so glad that when I just had that thought about that person. I mean, so many times we think about someone and we don't do a thing about it, Yeah, you know, and, uh, or we take time just to talk to somebody and, uh, we don't necessarily even know, uh, how God's going to use that conversation. I had a, a, a month or two ago, I heard, uh, from my, the old school that I used to be the president of, they have a, a big banquet and they recognize a, a top leader every year that they give an award to. And uh, apparently, uh, the student who was uh, recognized this year, he's allowed to give a little talk afterward. And uh, apparently, in his talk, he mentioned when he first came to the school years ago, he had not done very well in a test. And so he came, it was a test in, in my class. So he came and um, he, uh, I, I, I just asked to talk to him. I, I said, hey, I, you know, he hadn't done very well in that exam. I said, come by, I want to talk to you about this. And basically, as I looked at it, I said, you know, you're smarter than your test um, reflects. I said, I think you know this material better than how you answered. I said, look, you knew the answer to this question. You knew the, I know you knew this stuff. Why, why did you answer it so poorly? And we basically, I just said, you know what? I think you've got some test anxiety. I mean, I'm not a, I'm not a student psychologist, but uh, I, I just know that some people kind of freeze up. They, they have difficulty pulling up the stuff that they do know that they have studied. And I just feel like you need to kind of relax and take a, you know, I, I gave him a couple of techniques, how to just kind of relax and going into a test. Well, to be honest with you, I forgot about that conversation. Uh, I don't, I, I just have very vague memories of it. But when he was giving his little speech for, as he graduated years later, um, he, uh, he told everybody that story. And mm. he said, it was a conversation I had with Dr. Blackaby years ago. 
And this guy had had to, he'd had to take some time off at school because of his job and things he was doing and travel he was doing. But, uh, but ultimately he graduated and he said, you know, that talk revolutionized how I studied, how I took tests, how I acted as a student, my success as a student multiplied uh, positively after that. Well, that was a little, you know, when you're a teacher, you're handing out exams, you want to kind of move on. You got lots of your own work to do. You finish grading other people's papers. Um, But again, it was just one of those motivations. I just felt like God was saying, just take an extra moment with this. You could turn all the the tests back. The guy would just be devastated that he did poorly. But uh, take a moment and speak into this person's life. Now, there were some others who probably also needed a talking to. Uh, I didn't talk to everybody about their test, but right. but learning just to trust the promptings of the Spirit of God. Hmm. Sometimes when he just says, take a little time to talk to this person, or take just stop your task for just a moment, send fire off an email that takes you two minutes to write. I'm a, you watch me type. You know I'm a terrible typist. It, you know, I it's hunt a, and peck. Yeah. A side note is that Richard <laughs> is not, he doesn't use all of his fingers for typing. <laughs> you and mean just, you're supposed to? <laughs> it just boggles my mind that, that you've written over 30 books and, yeah. and you're, you're punching out on the just keyboard. Just think how much more just, I could write if I knew how to I, type. Exactly. So. so, but you know, even a hunt and peck, you, you can send off a two, three <laughs> sentence email that is exactly what a person needed to hear at the Mm. time. And so, so that's what I mean by divine appointments. Uh, it might be a prompting of the spirit. It might be someone that sticks their head in the office. It might be someone that you're sitting next to, uh, on an airplane, uh, it might be the driver of your, of your Lyft or Uber car that day. And you just suddenly realize this is not just a task that needs to get done. Uh, but it's, it's actually, I think this may, be from heaven's vantage point the most important thing i do all day yeah well let's take a quick break here and uh, when we come back we're going to look at uh, what we can do to not miss those encounters and uh, maybe perhaps some some cautions as we uh, examine them if you've ever wanted to do the experiencing god bible study this is your chance registration is now open for the experiencing god online class in addition to all the material from the original study, class participants will gain access to archive footage of Henry Blackaby, group discussions with students from around the world, a live stream Q&A with the Blackabees, and more. Class begins January 13th. Register using the link in the show notes or visit blackaby.org slash online classes. If you like what we're doing and would like to support our work, please consider making a donation. Even a little bit will go a long way toward keeping this podcast going for the months and years to come. To support this podcast, click on the link in the show notes. We are truly grateful for our wonderful community of listeners. We wish you and your family a Merry Christmas. What are some ways or, or how can we adjust our life in such a way that we don't we don't miss these? Because yeah. as I said before the break, I'm... I feel like I could very easily miss these uh, and, and see them as distractions and not realize that, no, this was actually the most important thing that I was supposed to do today, and I missed it. Yeah, well, and, and you know, I, I shared a couple of illustrations just out of my own life, and you, when you realize you got it, you know, when you did it, you're, you're, it's, it's such a joyful, such a rewarding experience that you just yeah. say to yourself, man, I just... I, I'd love to be doing that every day, you know. I, exactly. I, I and it would haunt me to think I, I should have done that more, and I just missed the. I mean, <clears throat> I can just share the ones that I 
I experienced, but I wonder, but how many have I missed? Mm. How many did I just ignore? And I don't have those stories today because I, I didn't pay attention. So yeah. a couple of things to say about that. One is I, I think that's why it's important to start your day getting spiritually focused uh, because we wake up distracted. We yeah. wake up grumpy. <laughs> we wake up uh, needing coffee. Uh, we wake up thinking, oh, I got to shower. I got to take care of this. I should, I should go for a morning run. I, I've got all these, I got to take the garbage out. I've got this, I've got that. And we, we wake up distracted right off the bat. And so, uh, I think that, and that's why I always, you know, and I've shared this before, but I've had people say, well, if you're a night person, is it better to just have your quiet time at night than first thing in the morning when you, your mind's not too foggy. Yeah. But I would say, well, you know, certainly when you're spending time with God, you want to be as alert as you can be. But uh, but the value of starting your day out with God is that he has time to focus you and to help mm-hmm. get in your mind what matters most. And that's why I always say it's great to read in the Gospels. Just like get around Jesus a little bit each morning and see what mattered to him. See how he treated people. See, notice the questions he asked. Yeah. Notice the way he dealt with trouble and issues and critics. And uh, so start your day uh, by getting your mind focused on what matters. And we often talk about just getting your, your heart into a neutral position where, um, whatever it is God does have for you, you're prepared to say yes. You know, I, our, our problem sometimes is we go into the day and we we're telling ourselves, I got to get this done today. Yeah. This, I, I don't care what people want from me. I don't care who calls. This is I don't the care whose feelings I hurt. That's right. Like, uh, this is going to happen. And so we're not really neutral before God. We've mm. already said, no, this is what I'm going to do today. And, and you may have your schedule. You may have your to-do list. But get to a point of saying, but God, you're God. So you can interrupt my schedule at any time, any place you want to and give me a new set of priorities. So yeah. get yourself in that place and then then pay attention. Um, what I've discovered oftentimes is that uh, God is trying to communicate with me and he's putting someone on my mind. Uh, and uh, there have been a couple of times uh, where God's put someone on my mind while I'm working. I'll think, well, I should really reach out and at least send an email and ask how they're doing. But as soon as I get this project done, yeah. uh, and then I forget, you know, I, 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 the project took me right to lunch. Now I've gone for lunch. I'm back. I'm answering some emails. And then several hours later, it dawns on me, oh, I, I, I was going to check, I was going to reach out to this guy and I haven't done that yet. So I, um, so, so pay attention when, when God does put someone on your heart and your mind. And, um, and then third, uh, ask good questions, ask probing questions. Uh, because what I've discovered is oftentimes we miss divine appointments because we stay on the surface. And, mm-hmm. you know, the average person that God may want you to be involved with is not going to come in your office door typically and say, my marriage is falling apart. Can you help me? You know, or I, <laughs> right. I think I'm lost. I think I don't know God. I, I, would you tell me how to be saved? They're, they're not going to probably do that. They're going to probably just stick their head in the door and say, Hey, you know, did you have a good weekend or how are things going? And you, it's up to you by asking the right questions to discover, is God doing something in this person's life today? Mm. And so, you know, you can start out saying, well, how are you doing? Uh, you can, you can, uh, maybe ask, you know, how's your family doing? Uh, are you guys all doing well? Uh, you know, you can ask a couple of sort of general questions, but asking about them and uh, in some way, not, not just ask, what do you think of the game, uh, this weekend, but, uh, you know, how are you doing? 
how's your fit? And if they come back and say, boy, I've had better weeks, uh, you know, I, I now kind of some of my experiences are happening in lift rides to the airport or mm-hmm. from the airport. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I met a, a woman dri- was driving me the other day. I just said, Hey, how are you doing? And, uh, I, we're, we're chatting a bit. I said, you got kids and yeah. And, uh, find out that she's a single mom. And, uh, I said, boy, I tell you, so you, you know, she's working at another job as well. And I, I just commending her for working so hard to take care of her kids. And I, you know, was asking like, uh, did she have help? Did she have grandparents available? Is the father involved? And just, you know, are you carrying the load yourself? Cause it's, you know, you got three kids. That's a, that's a heavy load. And, yeah. and uh, at one point I just felt impressed just to say like, do you belong to a church or something like, uh, you know, like maybe uh, people could help you with your, your boys or other things. And, uh, and she started to say, well, you know, she grew up in church and she's a Christian, but with a bad marriage and a lot of stuff and working so hard, she kind of gotten out of church, but really wanted her kids back in. And I mean, so it's just a perfect time to just encourage her to to talk about the importance of God in her kid's life and God giving her wisdom and strength. Mm. And there, and I'm telling her about my church, you know, and, and she'd heard about my church that I go to and just saying, you know, they got great kids programs and Hey, if you ever do decide to visit, you know, this is the service I go to. And, uh, look for me. I always sit over in this area. You know, I love just to see it. I, I'll introduce you to the pastor who happens to be my brother. And, uh, you know, I, I'll be glad to show you around. And well, you know, you, you get out of that lift ride and you think that was, I just need to get from point A to point B. But, uh, you know what, maybe of all the things I do today, the most important thing that might've happened is me just putting spiritual thoughts and encouragement into a lift driver today. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, that, that wasn't a miracle. We didn't, she didn't pray to receive Christ. I think she, she sounds like she probably was a Christian that just had fallen by the wayside. But, uh, but, but, but you're always looking and, and, yeah. and, you know, when I got in the car, she's just like, so you're going to terminal, you know, South terminal. Yeah. Uh, there was no, nothing spiritual, nothing personal. Um, well, and it's such a transaction, especially I think with with uh, sort of if we talk about the gig economy and gig workers, that's such a transactional relationship. Yeah. So often, m- many of our interactions are transactional. Yeah, and I'll tell you, you know, when I've just flown all day, maybe even all night, and I, now I'm getting a lift ride home, like I, I don't necessarily want to chit chat. Yeah. I just want to get home. I'm checking my emails. I finally have got cellular service back, and I want to check in and see what, you know, who's emailed me while I've been on that 10 hour flight back from Amsterdam. And, uh, uh, but I've just, I try, I'm, and I'm not as good nearly as I should be, but I, I try to at least ask a couple of probing questions just, and, and sometimes they're not interested. Like I remember yeah. I had a lift ride. I was asking a few questions about the driver and he uh, said he'd been in the army and, uh, did, did you, I asked, did you serve, you know, in, in war zones? Yeah. He'd been in Afghanistan and I, I, I said, did you ever get, was your life ever in danger? And yeah. And like at one point, you know, he, he was, there was fire, he was under fire and people being shot at and so on. And, and, uh, and so I just asked him a question about, well, you know, as bullets are racing past your head and hitting the ground beside you, do you ever, did you ever just think like, boy, if I get hit, uh, I, I could die today. Am I, am I ready to die? Am I ready to face what comes on the other side of dying? And, uh, 
he it just sort of fell flat for him. He said, no, never, never really crossed my mind. <laughs> and, you know, I just, I mean, I'm trying to get him to talk about spiritual things and is he ready to meet with God? And he just didn't want to go there. Yeah. And I just, I don't, I'm not really one to pressure people uh, if they're not there. I just, yeah. I, what I'm trying but, to do is I'm trying to see where God's working, yeah. you know. And, and, when I think you're, you're at least putting the ball in their court, so to speak. Yeah. And yeah. you know, you're trying to find out what's God doing here. Is this guy, yeah. is God working in this guy's life? Has God been, uh, you know, raising questions for him? Does he have concerns about his eternal, uh, you know, future? And at this point he, he didn't really sound like he did, you mm-hmm. know? And so I, I can't take the Holy Spirit's place. I can't do what only the spirit of God can do. And if the spirit of God is not seemingly at work in a way that's obvious at that point, you know, you can try, but, um, but that's why I say, you know, sometimes people can be interruptions. Like someone can stick their head in your door and Hey, how you doing? And they, they just love to talk. They're just an, they're just an extrovert and they just need to use up some words. And so they're just, <laughs> they're purely an interruption. Yeah. And you want to just kind of cut them off as quick as you can. And th- 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 this is not a divine appointment. This is a person who just likes to talk. Okay. So I, yeah. I need to cut loose from that and get back to the task that's in front of me. Someone else wanders by and you think to yourself, they never do this. They never, I hardly ever see them out of their office. Why did they just stick their head in the door? They, they seem kind of troubled today. I need to, I need to follow up on that. And Mm. what I'm trying to find out is, you know, God, I mean, God is in one, at one degree or another working perhaps in everybody's life, but, but there are days where, you just sense this is not a divine appointment today. Um, this person is not in a place to talk about serious things. Uh, they don't want to open up. Uh, they don't want to share honestly with you what they're going through. So I could talk about college football with them for the next hour, but that's not going to help them or me or help me get my job done. So let me just cut loose. But, uh, but if this guy wants to talk about important stuff, serious stuff, well, then maybe at the end of the day when I go home, I realize, you know what, that conversation I had over lunch with that person, um, I've never, they've never been so open with me before about that. They've never talked so personally mm. and candidly. And that's the first time I've actually been able to talk to them about God. Um, and the three years we worked together, that just may well be, in God's eyes, the most important thing I did all day. I, I, I checked a bunch of other boxes off, but that conversation may have been my divine appointment for today. Mm. And, uh, and so I, I, I just encourage people, be on the lookout uh, all the time and realize not every, every person, you know, sometimes we, we, we don't ever get our work done because we're, we're so busy looking yeah. for the divine appointments. <laughs> you know, I'm reminded of Jesus in Mark chapter one, uh, he, he was in Capernaum and he spent all evening healing sick people. And I mean, till late in the night, people are lined up trying to be healed. Well, the next morning Jesus is praying and and Peter comes to him and says, master, there's already a lineup waiting for you to to heal them today. And interestingly, Jesus says, well, then let's move on to another village. Uh, Mm. And Peter's like, but, but all those people are waiting already. There's already a queue uh, to see you. And Jesus was never driven by just people lining up saying they had a need. Um, he was always looking to see where his father was working. And, mm. and in that case, you, you'd think, well, if there's a lineup of people all wanting your ministry, then that must be where God's working. Right. But Jesus had spent the morning with his father getting his marching orders. And his father had said, hey, my will for you is to go to every village in this area and preach the gospel. And so you need to get moving. So just because there's someone standing at your door, 
doesn't mean it's a divine appointment. That's yeah. why you've got to, just because someone says they want to have lunch with you doesn't mean that's a divine appointment. Right. You, you examine each of those opportunities and then prayerfully ask the Holy Spirit to confirm with you, is this something I should give time to? Or is this something I need to say like Jesus did? I need to move on. Yeah. And, uh, and, and let the Spirit of God help you know the difference. Yeah, so I guess just as we close, what are some cautions then as we look to see where those divine appointments are? Well, you know, d- don't uh, don't assume that you know, uh, because often God surprises you. And you may have a meeting with a really supposedly important person in your work uh, or in your your life, and you'll assume, hey, this this is the, Must big, be this is yeah. the big thing, you know. <laughs> I never get to talk to the boss like this. And it's nothing, you know, and then it's, it's, uh, the custodian that you just stop and thank as you're walking out the building at the end of the day for their work that is moved to emotion that you'd even notice him and appreciate his work. And you realize it was as I was walking out the door talking to the custodian, I had lunch with the boss and nothing, there was no divine appointment there, it was just business. Yeah. Uh, but the divine appointment came at the end of the day. So don't don't assume that you can just recognize with your own human eyes where God's at work and where he's not. You, the Spirit has to show you and open your eyes. Uh, and, and don't let your agenda become your God. Mm. Don't let the, the agenda be God to you. It's just a guide. It's, it's your best guess at what you need to do today. But let the Spirit of God confirm to you on this day, if you needed to set that agenda aside and suddenly there's a, a, an employee who's in tears and, and they've, they've just found out their wife has cancer and you had all kinds of things you were going to do that day, but you realize at this point, what I really need to do is just give time to this person and, and it will do so much for them and it'll do so much for our company to know that, Hey, we care about people and uh, we value them and want to help them. And, uh, and so, uh, d- just don't be driven by that agenda and, and start your day, uh, by taking time just to talk to God because, uh, he knows things you don't know. Mm. You just see people on the surface. God knows what's going on behind the scenes in their heart, what happened in their home that morning before they came to work. Uh, he knows the backstory. And so it's just a guess, guesswork on your part. What, what's important if you knew what God knew, you'd know much better, okay, this person, of all the people I'm going to encounter today, this is the one who needs me the most, and I, I can't miss that one. And so I just encourage the listeners today, we all have divine appointments. The problem is a lot of us miss them, Yeah. as I've missed a bunch of them. And so I just want to encourage you today, open your spiritual eyes. Jesus often would say, he that has eyes to see, let him see. He that has ears to hear, let him hear. He's saying, open your eyes so you don't miss what God's doing around you today. Thanks for listening to the podcast. If this is something you enjoyed, it really makes a difference if you leave a review and a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Don't forget to subscribe and share with your friends. We always love hearing from our listeners. So email us at podcast at blackv.org.